Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift. Today, we've got a special guest on that I have been really looking forward to talking with. Lindsay McCowan is going to talk to us about the divine feminine, which is something I hear a lot about, don't really know much about it. So this is going to be a real learning experience for me. So Lindsay is a women's spiritual empowerment coach. She is a yoga and and meditation educator. She is also uh, a TEDx speaker, and she has her own show, Uh, She's the host of Women Thriving Unapologetically. So, uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here today. You are so welcome. Those are a lot of big words. My name is not easy to pronounce. No, and I stumbled Uh, through the whole thing, but anybody that listens to this knows that's kind of me. I just fumble around and eventually the words will come out. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and my and my radio show goes live, and um, every show I say something that you know I can't edit out. So it's just like I just roll with it, and so it's it's fine. It just shows that we're human and we're not perfect. But... Sometimes I completely make up words that don't even exist. <gasps> oh, <laughs> did you know that you can? If you put, I'm I'm really good at taking two words and putting them together to make one word because I just and it and it's actually a thing. Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> definition is for it. Someone told me one time and I forgot, but. I'm really good at that. So yeah, that yeah. Today, so we'll, you're welcome to use it. We'll be speaking our <laughs> we'll be speaking our own language today on the podcast. <laughs> hopefully you can perfect. Hopefully you can decipher what we're Absolutely talking about. It. So, uh, Lindsay, tell us a little bit about. Um, first of all, you have a wealth of experience. So, if you want to share a little bit about your background, and then, you know, give us kind of the the intro to this whole idea around the divine feminine, which I think is really quite fascinating. So. Yeah, it is definitely uh, something that is near and dear to my heart right now. And, you know, I have a a pretty broad background, but just to keep it concise, like where I am now is I've been really studying Tantra yoga for many years. And I didn't start out with Tantra yoga. I didn't even know that I was practicing Tantra yoga when I was practicing it. But as a yoga and meditation teacher, I was always looking for new um, practices that would you know, really bring me into my fullness. And so that I could really live from a place of thriving instead of this, just this place of surviving all the time. And I had a lot of trauma that I needed to be able to work through and I needed some tools and traditional Western, um, I wouldn't even say traditional, but it's just Western, the modern Western approach to yoga was not really helping me unwind and unravel a lot of the conditioning that had, um, I've been, had been taught or helping me heal a lot of the traumas that had happened to me. So when I found this particular lineage of yoga, things really started to come um, alive for me because it is actually a living oral tradition. And through that, what happened is I started to really awaken different levels of consciousness that I had never experienced before. And as I just dove into this more and more, what I realized is that this particular lineage that I was initiated into was actually uh, a goddess practice. I mean, Tantra is very much around the the feminine. And so because I had a, a male teacher, he was teaching through this, this masculine lens and I did, wasn't really fully aware of this. But then when I, as I dove deeper and sought more feminine approaches and feminine uh, female teachers, 
it really came uh, alive for me in a way that I could embody in my in my in my entire being, and and then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to teach this. This is just incredible, and so and then I started combining some because uh, I also have a certification in neuroencoding, which is just a fancy word for uh, a technique that is kind of is one of those hack techniques of the brain, like the neuroencoding is a neurohack so that um, we can really start to uh, repattern some habits and beliefs that hold us back. So in combination of the the neuroscience and these ancient traditions, I was able to create something very meaningful for myself that I really wanted to share with other women. Wow. So, so t- for people that are new to this, like myself, Um, What would you say, how do you know if you're tapping into the divine feminine? Um, Because I am also a yoga person, love, love, love yoga, came to it very late, like at 55, I started doing yoga. Um, But I'm, the yoga I do, I don't know that there's much of a spiritual experience. I mean, there is a little bit, you know, there's, um, you know, Shavasana at the end, and there's a few, but you know, there's the rhythmic breathing and there's the different breathing techniques but I, I i've occasionally had like an emotional response doing yoga but nothing that i would call profound or overwhelming or really help me get deeper so what are some of the experiences or signs or uh ways that you might know if you're entering or tapping into that that state that's a great question. And what I normally ask women to do is define for themselves, what does the divine feminine mean to you? Because it can mean a lot of different things. Uh, because in the yoga tradition, what is called Shakti, which is this these innate powers that we all have within us, that our energies are feminine energies. They are the, the energies of manifestation. And so these energies actually can come alive when we start to do particular practices to awaken them. And it's going to be different for every, every woman and what she wants to awaken, what might not be online for her right now, what might have been pushed down because, you know, she was raised in a particular way that told her those aspects of her were not worthy or valuable. And so we first start with like, what does the divine feminine mean to you? Is it compassion? Is it love? Is it fierce love? Is it the power of manifestation? Is it the power to create boundaries? Is it, you know, courage? Is it the ability to really claim your space and find your voice? It can be all of these things. It's not just a passive energy, a receptive energy, but it's also an energy of creation. Um, If you think about, you know, a woman, she is the embodiment of creation. Like she is the one that gives birth to everything. Mother Earth is what gives birth to everything. And so this is all feminine energy. It's creativity, it's inspiration, it's intuition. It's a ability to be really grounded and connected to nature. And so we have to define what it is for us and then also look at those areas that are a little bit lacking. Like what is undernourished out of all of those things that you think and, uh, and define the feminine as, what aspects are most alive for you and then what aspects are most undernourished for you. And then those aspects that are undernourished, you can start to do particular practices to bring them online again. And like Western yoga is so focused on asana, the Mm -hmm. physical practices, because 
you know, we're very much connected to our bodies and we want our bodies to look a particular way and feel a particular way. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it only takes you to a certain level sure. in your practices. And if you want to experience a deeper understanding, you can actually start to add in a lot of these different elements of a pra- of a yoga practice, including meditate, particular meditations, particular breathing patterns, pranayamas, specific meditations that actually start to awaken these feminine capacities within you, which are in yoga called shaktis. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, so that was really good. Thank you. Cause that, that really did clarify it for me. It's not something I was doing wrong. It was something that wasn't included in the practice to start with is what I'm hearing basically. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not that we're doing anything wrong. It's just that we aren't being, we're only being given a small amount of all of the information. Like we, in a Western culture, like we find something of, you know, and then we pull one aspect out of it. We've pulled one thing out of a vast knowledge and philosophy and really focus on what felt good and what could sell. Right. Because we live right. in a capitalistic society and what's going to sell is anything that's associated with the body. Sure. And then we'll start talking more about the mind, maybe different levels of consciousness and how that can actually change your personal life and then your community and then the world. And, you know, in one way I like to share like the differences between divine masculine and divine feminine is like we all have these energies within us half masculine half feminine no matter what your gender or gender identity is and if you look at the the chinese symbol the yin yang symbol right you can see that one half they're they're counterbalancing they're in harmony they're interconnected so if we neglect any part of ourselves we disrupt the harmony of our bodies our minds and our spirits And so by neglecting our innate feminine powers and predominantly following a masculine approach, what happens is these feminine capacities get quickly drained or they can even go dormant while the other half, the masculine becomes inflamed and anything that is inflamed can turn toxic. And so it's not just disempowering us. It can show up very much in our bodies and the way that we're thinking. And so what happens is when we start to focus on some of these divine feminine energies, we're actually moving from a place that is more powerful because you're starting to move from a greater understanding, a greater level of consciousness. And we all have heard this how many times before I read it, Albert Einstein's famous quote, like we cannot find solutions to the problems that we've created at the same level of consciousness. We have to expand. Right. And it's my belief that when we start to awaken this other half of ourselves that has been you know, pushed down or made to feel unworthy or denied attention and nourishment because it's believed that the other half is, is, is better or more valuable, then, you know, we are not moving from that higher level of consciousness. We bring it online so that we can actually feel what it's like to be more online and more alive in our lives. Yeah. I love this because, and I'm going to, I'm going to take this kind of from my personal experience. I mean, when, when I first went into the corporate world, (laughs) I mean, I was in a very, I I actually worked for a packing plant. So I was in a very masculine environment. There was literally one other woman and worked in the whole plant and she was the secretary to the plant manager. I was, you know, so it was kind of like, be one of the guys, act like one of the guys. Cause that, and that quite frankly, in the 70s, 80s, 
women who got into leadership roles were encouraged to do that, like blend in, become one of the boys, tell the, you know, tell the, tell the dumb blonde jokes. That's not meant to be uh, nasty to anybody that's listening, but you know, it, it was like, be one of the guys, like, don't, don't, and for gosh sakes, don't talk about intuition or don't say, Hey, you know, I just, I'm getting bad vibes off of this. You, none of that stuff, but I'm seeing that. I work a lot on emotional intelligence, which is non-gender specific. Um, but one of the things that that I, I do find is I'm seeing women encouraged now more in the workplace to do these kind of exercises like mindfulness. That's really what that's about, right? Getting in touch with what's really going on in the moment for you. Um, so I think this is really important. And I also think for women that have gone through particularly high conflict divorces, with a lot of litigation, you were put into a very analytical, very make fast decisions with the facts, which is not feminine, typically associated with feminine, right? That's more masculine energy kind of stuff. So do you see that that this that going through a divorce might be a, a turning point to expand your consciousness and maybe come back into some of your feminine power? Absolutely. I I mean, I've never been divorced, but I've had very uh, painful, painful breakups uh, with people who I thought were my life partner. And, and so after, I think that we need a catalyst for change. We need a catalyst that's going to kind of push us to explore more about who we are and what we're meant to do in this world. And when, and I, I can't think, I mean, there's death, there's breakup, there's heartache, which are the sure. two things that seem to be the greatest catalyst for us. And so, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship, there is this morphing that happens. We might not want it to happen, but it always has this morphing or this merging that happens. And when we no longer have that other part of our lives, we have to really stand on our own and really understand who we are and how we're going to move through the world um, moving forward. And it, so it can be this beautiful opportunity to one, start by healing the heart, but then also tapping into the wisdom that it is in the heart because it's the heart space that has this intuitive wisdom and has the blueprint of your soul there that would help guide you to the next stages in your life. And I think that there is just such a powerful thing that happens. I see this a lot with my clients is that these women that are in transitions, whatever transitions they are, transitions are like a liminal space which we call in, in yoga, these liminal spaces are like the dark void. And in the dark void is where the feminine is. This is where we have become comfortable in the unknown. And our culture doesn't like that. Our culture wants to know exactly what the next steps are. And we've even dating back millennia, the, the darkness was meant to be feared, like taught to be feared. But the darkness actually represents the feminine because in the darkness, we become really okay in that what I call the fertile void and so we sit there in this fertile void with I don't know what I'm going to do I was so identified my whole identity was wrapped up in this relationship or most of my identity and here I am in this in this liminal space this fertile void and I have no idea what the next step is and so we have to become comfortable in the unknown and we can become comfortable and steady in the unknown we can tap into power that we never knew we had because we have to surrender and we have to be really receptive to receiving the subtle guidance that lies in that unknown. And when you can do that, you can emerge from that and be like, you know what? I can handle anything because you've actually tapped into a part of you that can handle everything and anything that shows up. 
but you have to be willing to be in that transition and embrace it. It's not easy. I'm I'm making it sound like it's all like, oh, this is going to be fun. It's not. It's really, really, it's really uncomfortable. Right. But that is, that's where the power lies. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that you're using the word transition. I am a divorce transition coach because um, my training was based on William Bridges book on transitions that you can't go from state one to state two. There's if you do, it's just a continuation of where you've been. And who wants to go back to that, right? If you just got out of a no divorce, one. really, that's what you no. want to get back into. So I love this idea of pausing. Um, and I, 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 I think you're right. Like, we see darkness or uncertainty as as really negative, whereas it's it's the possibility for growth, right? If there's no, if you're not sure what you're going to do, the opportunities are there, right, to to explore and yeah. And if we look, you know, through our our history, that you know, the feminine is really um, coincides with the moon and the darkness. Mm-hmm. Sure, and the masculine is with the sun and the, all this, everything's in the light and the action and the doing and the feminism, the darkness and the resting and the creativity and being in that fertile void. And so it's been conditioned into us to fear the dark. Sure. Like there's danger in the darkness. Right. And it was a deliberate, it was a deliberate conditioning because if we fear what's in the dark, then we're never going to step into it and reclaim our power as women. Right. But if we realize, oh my gosh, that's, that's where my power is. There's actually nothing to fear in there, but my own thoughts, my own, whatever, whatever's been taught to me and mm-hmm. to be able to sit in that and unravel that is where you start to really come back to the ancient wisdom that is in your DNA, to the understanding of who you are and also what your purpose might be. Yeah. And you know what, it, it, when you're talking about this, this came into my mind. So t- this could be wrong, but one thing I hear a lot of women say when they've gone through divorce, particularly women that are that are in, I'm going to call them bad or toxic relationships that are finally breaking free, getting out, moving on their own. You know, a lot of them have said to me, I knew, I knew from like date two, this was not the right relationship. But there was, you know, I just thought, oh, you know, and it, it my parents liked him or my friends liked him or, um, you know, I just couldn't, I didn't have any confidence that I would ever have somebody else in my life. And so I went ahead and went through with the relationship, but almost all of them say very early on now looking back that they knew that there was something that was not right with that relationship. So, um, I think we all have experiences of this, whether we're woo woo people or whether we're not woo woo people, we've all had that sense of, this is, this is not right. Something, you know, something isn't, isn't correct here. So would you, is that, is that sort of being able to tap into that sense of who we are and what we're, where we are in the world? Is that? Yes. And so I just want to say that, that tapping into, I mean, I've experienced this so many times in past relationships when you're talking about, I was like, Oh, I can tell you some stories uh, (laughs) about you know, knowing that I wasn't in the right relationship and knowing the person wasn't, was lying to me or cheating on me and still listening to him, you know, say, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. And then believing him over my own intuition or allowing him to talk me out of what I knew. And that's the case for so many women because we, we put more value in the masculine instead of, and we have been taught to mistrust the intuition because the intuition is so subtle. And we've been taught to only 
value what we can see and feel and taste and touch, but you know, what about what we can feel like deep in our bones? Right. That is powerful. And when we learn to really feel into what our intuition feels like, I just had a woman ask me uh, last week, well, how, what does your intuition feel like? How do you know that's your intuition? And it's going to be different for everyone. When I first started this work, it, I would always joke because it felt like a little nudge in my gut. I was like, well, is that my intuition or is that just in, indigestion? Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How do I tell the difference? But over time, the intuition will, and the insights and the clarity will start to become uh, more clear for you because when you hear your intuition or feel it, I should say, and then follow it, it's like you're building a relationship to it and you're strengthening that relationship and then it gets stronger and then you become more comfortable with it. Like, oh, now I know. Now for me, intuition is this full bodied experience and I can trust it more. Do I trust it all the time? No, I'm still always have that habit of like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, yes, you do, Lindsay. Yes, you do. Just feel into it and trust that. And the more that I allow myself to trust it and be guided by it, the more it strengthens and the more I'm led to the next thing. It's not always the end thing, but it is the next step that will take me towards my greatest desires that, and I'll say this, that is in alignment with my heart, not my mind, but my heart. Right. And what I'm meant to be doing in this world. And I think I might've kind of gotten off topic. a little No, bit no, this that. is, Did this I, is all good. Okay, this is, okay. this is all good. So so I'm I'm what I'm hearing is when you start to build your divine feminine, your sense of that, tapping into that, listening to your intuition, it's almost like you begin to trust yourself again. Whereas maybe in the past, you've you've distrusted yourself or you've um, played down your your sense of what you should be doing. Uh, you know, I, t- I I never wanted to be an accountant, but I became an accountant because there was good money in accounting, and I always wanted. I knew I always wanted to be whatever, you know, a teacher or a midwife or, you know, uh, an astronaut, whatever you want it to be. But you took one job because that was the moneymaker. And I can't tell you how many women, again, I'm sure you deal with this a lot too, because you deal with women in transition, but uh, so many women have said, that's it. When I get through this divorce, I know this is what I want to be now when I grow up. And it's what I always wanted to be, but I just it, it was just never the right time to do it. And now I'm making it the right time. So I, I think the universe has a way. What is that from the alchemist? The universe has a way to, to contrive to bring everything that you want. If you just, if you just tap into that sense, right? That's not how they say it in the alchemist. They do it a lot better there. <laughs> um, so, and we're almost out of time, believe it or not. Time flies so fast on these. Is there is there like a quick, maybe simple exercise or a technique that, and I know you can't do, you know, we can't do a whole training on here, but is there something little that maybe people that are listening that are saying oh, to kind of maybe explore this? Is there some little exercise that, that women could do or people who identify as women or even, I mean, I guess if men want to tap into the the sense of divine feminine, can they do that as well? I don't know how that works. Yes. Well, so like, as I mentioned before, we all have masculine and feminine energies within us. It's just that we put put most of our attention on the masculine energies. So everyone can benefit from being more attuned to the the, the feminine powers. I just, I focus on women more because I do believe that when women step into their full power and presence, we can and become the leaders that we need in this world. 
and to really change the systems that feel so broken right now in so many different ways. And so before I share with something, I'd just like to say that, you know, here are some signs that your feminine energies may uh, need to be nurtured or might be undernourished. So if you are overworked, if you're exhausted, if you're running on adrenaline, if you feel like you're tired and wired at the same time, if you feel creatively blocked, if your belly is always in knots, um, if there's, uh, if you have a lot of physical illness that is re recurring over and over again, if your thoughts tend to be more negative than, uh, or disempowering, if you're always looking at what is wrong instead of what is right, that's a sign, that's a, that's a mental sign. And then an emotional sign would be that you're um, depressed often, you're riddled with jealousy or resentment, or you're feeling angry often. And a spiritual sign is that you feel disconnected. You feel that uh, you feel cynical towards the world and that you feel almost alienated, alone, and almost the sense that you're starving for something else. Sometimes I call it like, you feel like you're living a lackluster life. So all of these are signs that some aspect of your feminine nature needs to be nourished. And there are so many different ways that we can nourish the divine feminine. I do it through my, you know, Awaken the Divine Feminine program where we actually use goddess archetypes and specific practices to awaken different aspects of consciousness that are associated with the divine feminine. But one thing that I think is, is a through thread of all the practices that I do is just connecting to your breath. So inspiration is connecting you to spirit. And then, you know, when we do particular goddess practices, we think of what is the feminine aspect that I want to bring in. So for example, if it's more compassion, like specifically self-compassion for women is one is at the heart of awakening the divine feminine, because when we can have self-compassion for ourselves, it really starts to unravel all of those psychic knots, all of those beliefs that um, and all the self-judgment and the blame and the shame, and we can stand and hold ourselves. And so if we want to bring in compassion, for example, you would close your eyes and you would just imagine what compassion would feel like. Maybe it's in the form of a light or a color, or you can just feel it. And then we would breathe that in through both nostrils and you could breathe that into your heart space. And then when you exhale, there's a sense of softening and releasing into that aspect that we want to bring in. I love so we that. can even do that. Yeah. So we can even do it for like five breaths. It's so simple and it's so it's easy. It doesn't take much time. So if everyone just wants to take a moment here just to either standing or seated, you can do it lying down and just think of what an aspect of you that feels undernourished right now, undernourished. Is it? The do you need compassion? Do you need love? Do you need stability? Do you need someone to be held? And then just see that all around you. They're holding you, supporting you, or nourishing you. And then when you breathe in, just breathe that into your heart. And when you exhale, just allow that just to move through your whole body, like as if it's like nectar feeding every cell of your being. And we can just continue to do that breathing in through the nose and breathing in that light, that love, that compassion, feeling it move into the heart. And when you exhale, just feel it flood through the whole heart space, like a deep, like almost like an, ambro an ambrosia. So that you become the compassion, you become the love, you let it become part of your cellular DNA. And it's just a very simple practice. 
there's much more to this than just the breath. You know, a lot of times we have to work with the beliefs. We have to work through some traumas oftentimes, but just stopping wherever you are in the day, when you feel yourself being, if you're tired or overworked or exhausted, or you're starting to feel the negativity come in, you just stop and pause and breathe. I say this all the time to my clients, stop, pause, breathe, just stop, take a moment to be still, even if it's for five breaths and breathe in and out through the nose. And it creates an interruption in that pattern of thought or behavior or sensation, just enough so that you can get space from the thoughts and the feelings. And they go, Oh, okay, wait, I'm actually compassion, courage, clarity, strength. Love that. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Thank you for taking us through that. That was, I didn't, I feel much, I don't know. I feel just much better right now, just much more grounded and centered. And so thank you, Lindsay. That was wonderful. Of course. What, what, now we've covered a lot and we just did that wonderful exercise. What would you say is the, the one point, the golden nugget that you want people to women, men, whoever's listening in to walk away from this and keep in at the front of their mind? Mm. Oh gosh, just one thing. Uh, yeah, so one. you can only pick just, one. <laughs> I can only pick one. It's like having one potato chip. Come exactly. On, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. The one thing is I would love for people to understand is that we have the capacity to thrive if we are willing, if we're bold enough to step into a new arena where we can explore parts of ourselves that in the past we have felt are not worthy or enough or valuable. And if we have the courage and are bold enough to step in and like, I, I really want something new for myself and for this world. And I'm willing to take the time and to invest in exploring this part of myself that has been denied and bring this part of myself back online, not just for myself, but for my community, my country, this environment, this world, then we can do so many amazing things. And we all have the capacity to do this. We just have to have the willingness and the courage to do it. Right. I love that. And if people want to uh, find out more about what you do or maybe connect with you and start working with you, what's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, everyone can reach me on my website. It's lindsaymccowan.com. That's L-Y-N-S-I-E-M-C-K-E-O-W-N.com. And the beautiful thing is if you go there and you, you know, there's always an email subscribe thing, but if you do sign up, you get three practices from me and you get a, a meditation, a breathing practice, as well as a yoga ninja practice, which all make you feel very grounded, very supported and very spacious so that you can start to connect to your divine feminine capacities and be in that space of the void and be okay with it. Love that. And thank you for that gift. So please, everybody go get that, go get those resources from Lindsay because they, you can start working on it yourself. And I know once you get working in it, you're going to want to do more. So you also have a radio show. Tell where, where and how can people um, listen to that if they're, because it is about the whole deal around thriving, right? Yes. Thank you for asking. It's called women thriving unapologetically, as you mentioned before, another big word. And, uh, Someone's like, do you sure you sure you want to call it that? I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's on Voice America's empowerment channel. Voice America is a leader in internet talk radio. They've been around for about 23 years. And my show is on the, on the empowerment channel. And so you can go to Voice America or I also have a link on my website. So if you just go to my website, there's a link for it to listen there. I always post on my Instagram account the, the show of the week. 
It's a new guest every single week. And sometimes I do my own solo show. And I also love to build community. So definitely reach out and let's stay connected. Because when we are, when women especially come together in community, we really, that is a key to awakening the divine feminine because we remember who we are because we are now collaborating and coming together in that remembrance so we can restore those soul seeds. Love that. Love that. Well, everybody, thank you so much. Lindsay, thank you so much. And everybody, thanks for listening into this episode of the of the D-Shift. Now you have your own little breathing exercise to do. So uh, be sure you listen in next week. And if you found this enjoyable, if you uh, l- enjoyed this, send me an email. Let me know what, what moved you in this um, podcast. And I will make sure that Lindsay gets that information as well. So thanks again, Lindsay. Yeah, I'd love to hear. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening and supporting the D-Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.